In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text is from the Holy Gospel, especially these words. Do not rejoice in this, that the Spirit is subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Please join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. My dear friend and former district president, Edwin Suflo, would often ask his pastors these questions, or this question. What is it that brings you true Freudekeit? You wonder what that word is, Freudekeit. It is a wonderful German word that gets at the basis of where do you find true joy and true contentment. Oftentimes, pastors don't have that true joy and contentment when they're in the midst of wolves. I'd like you to think about that a little bit this morning for yourself. What brings you Freudekeit? True joy, true peace and contentment. Think about it. I know for me, one thing is when our children are singing in church, hearing their heavenly voices, Freudekeit. It's hearing the music at a glorious wedding this past week and seeing a young couple come before the altar of God, promising to be faithful unto death. Freudekeit. It was holding my granddaughter yesterday at a wedding reception. Freudekeit. Gathering together each Lord's Day here with you folks, receiving God's gifts. Freudekeit. God wants you to have that joy and contentment he doesn't want mopey Christians trudging around this world and life in, in bitterness and sadness and fear. He wants us to have Freudekeit. Confidence in his, in his goodness and mercy. He wants you to rejoice. Joy is the second gift of the Spirit. So what happens? Why don't we always have that Freudekeit? Because sometimes we rejoice or look for joy or find contentment in the wrong things. Frankly, in sin. In having or getting what God has not given to us, but we've taken it anyway. Or we rejoice at the right things for the wrong reasons. That's what the disciples did in the reading we heard today. They rejoiced that the demons were subject to them because of the authority Jesus had given to them when he sent them out ahead of him two by two into every town and place where he himself was about to go. When they receive you, have Freudekeit. The disciples thought this was all pretty cool. They were powerful. They could boss demons around. That's pretty cool. Right thing, wrong reason. Jesus had given them authority not so they would be powerful, but so that their neighbors would be set free from the demons. 
They were rejoicing in all the wrong things. But that's what sin does. It makes higher things lower and lower things higher. Sin takes the good gifts from God because everything from God is good. To use it wrongly. To rejoice in it wrongly. And sadly, we so often believe the lies. Satan cannot create, but he can pervert God's good gifts, which is what he tempts us to do all the time. To take the people that God has given to us and use or abuse them for our own purposes. We see it today in our nation. Take the good gift of life and sexuality that God has given to a man and woman united in holy marriage and instead pervert them in so many countless ways to make money and possessions our God, to use the good gift of speech to tear down others instead of building them out or to justify ourselves or excuse ourselves instead of repenting. But really, there is no joy in any of this, no freudekeit. Sin is like a, a drug that creates addicts who just want more and more and more, so there is no joy in justifying ourselves. We try it. Well, I don't need to tell you about that. You already have. But does it really bring freudekeit? Not really. But listen to this. I forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Not getting away with it, no condemnation, no guilty consciences or self-loathing following, following you around, just freudekite, joy and peace and contentment in Jesus. The sin is gone no skeletons in the closet anymore. That's joy. In fact, we're told that there is much rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents. Freudekite. Jesus forgives you all of your sins. And it brings him great joy. When he forgave sinners, when he called and ate with tax collectors, when he rescued those trapped in sin when he accepted the outcast it wasn't just them rejoicing he did it too for now in him their names are written in heaven now sometimes that joy doesn't come right away sometimes there's there's pain and suffering parents know this and so do children the joy of graduation is preceded by years of Hard work, raising your children to adulthood and then seeing them in the joy of, of being adults. It's hard work. For Jesus, the joy of your names written in heaven first meant being accused, of being demon-possessed. It meant rejection by the people that he grew up with. It meant nails. It meant whipping. It meant crucifixion and death. But the joy the joy that your name would be written in heaven 
made it worth every taunt, every mock, every stroke of the whip, every hammer upon the nails penetrating through his skin, every moment in the cold, dark grave, the joy that you would be with him for all eternity. And when the joy doesn't come right now, sometimes that means a little bit of sadness and unrest in this world. The sin that entices us, the other things that promise us joy and, and content may, may not really be so good after all. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. Woe to you, Capernaum. You're rejoicing in the wrong things. It will not be what really lasts and really brings you joy. So Jesus calls us to repentance. Those are strong words. That's why Jesus spoke them. Here's another reason to rejoice. Your name is written in heaven. And it's written on you personally. The name of the holy triune God was stamped upon you when you were baptized, making you his and you know what happened then? The demons fled, the angels rejoiced. Good news of great joy. The same angels that sang when Jesus was born rejoiced when you were baptized. But Satan isn't one to give up. We are still lambs in the midst of wolves who want to devour your joy and give you sadness and regret and no contentment. Look around. But the joy Jesus gives us isn't the absence of wolves, but even in the midst of them. For here in the midst of them, he is with us. In his word, forgiveness, free and joyfully given in his body and blood, the joy of heaven come down to earth to take away all sorrow and sighing, the sadness, the regret, to provide us with confidence and hope. Isaiah put it this way, rejoice with Jerusalem. That's you, the church of God, where he dwells with his mercy and his gifts when times were good and especially when times are rough, that you have his joy. A joy far deeper than mere happiness. Freudekite. The joy of your Savior with you and you're not alone. Always with you with his good working for you and working in you and working through you. That joy to the world may not just be sung at Christmas but every day. So we do not despair when the demons seem to be winning and we were and we don't rejoice when we see them either. For our joy is in Jesus only. For our victory in life is only in Him and always in Him. I'll never forget calling President Suflo that one day. I was down in the dumps about something. He said, what is it that brings you true Freudekite? Joy, peace, contentment. It's gathering with you here around his holy altar. And not just you, but the angels and the archangels and all the company of heaven 
rejoicing in the joy that Jesus has given to us of knowing that this life is transitory. But one day, our joy will be complete in Him. May you have that Freudekite. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith to Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen. Christ is